Well, hello, all of my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Kind Truth with me, Danielle. On this episode, I have invited my husband to come along and give us his two cents on veganism. Four cents. My previous... Four cents, he says. My previous episode just kind of gave my viewpoint and a generalization to let you guys in on veganism a little bit, but I wanted to have him in because he's not fully vegan yet, and... I wanted to kind of get the male perspective and what it's like living with somebody who's, you know, animal friendly and animal crazy and animal loving and he, not that he's not, but you know, you'll see as, as the podcast goes on, I'm sure he's very straightforward, says it how it is kind of person. So I'm sure there's some listeners out there that will appreciate that. I like double cheeseburgers. <laughs> Occasionally. I'm not promoting this eating of double cheeseburgers. Um, but we're going to start off with some questions first, and before we begin with our questions, I'm going to give the definition of veganism. This is per the Vegan Society's Memorandum and Articles of Association that they created when they first founded the Vegan Society. Is this industry funded? No, it is not. I am not sponsored by anyone. I feel I've already like said this in my previous your episodes. Your statement that you're about to say is industry funded. <sighs> Anyways, so this is the true definition of veganism industry as per funded. the vegan society, not industry funded. Do we need to recap and start over <laughs> and get on the same page here? He's killing me. Already a minute and a half in and he's killing me. All right. So veganism is a philosophy and a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practical all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose, and by extension promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of humans, animals, and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. Now, the keynote here is, as far as is possible and practical, because there's some circumstances, you know, you're being rushed into the ER, and the paramedics are pumping you in the ambulance full of stuff, you can't, like, come back from the dead and be like, hey, is that vegan? So, you know, just, again, as far as is possible and practical, avoid exploitation, cruelty to animals for all products. So, with that being said, Michael, or would you prefer Mike for the podcast? <laughs> just for real? <laughs> um, so, what does isn't this... The, isn't the... The... Uh steering wheel in our car's leather that's what i'm saying Fleegan is that's as your far name. as practical so with that definition being stated and anybody can go on the vegan society and pull that up what would you say that this definition means to you how do you interpret this definition i mean you can't i don't i don't under I don't, I don't really know how to answer that question. <laughs> so when the Vegan Society is saying that as vegans, we are living a life and we have a philosophy where we're excluding all forms of exploitation and abuse of any type of animal for any reason. We're promoting the use of alternative ways for humans to live. So plant-based matter. Well, and I'm not like promoting anything for the abuse of animals. Right. So therefore... If I'm buying hamburger meat, I did not murder that animal. Okay. So I did nothing wrong. By me not buying that hamburger meat is doing an injustice. 
Because then that means that animal died for no reason. I see. This is a common argument that has come up. And I, I don't want to say argument because that sounds negative. <laughs> Granted, I do discussion. not eat that much meat anymore. I rarely eat meat only because it is not readily available unless I go out of my way <laughs> to the Golden Arches <laughs> to get me a double-double cheese. Okay, so I just want to put with what you've said how the animal's already dead so I might as well buy it and eat it is kind of your formulation of what you're thinking, right? We as humans are animals. Yes. We are animals. Yes, I fully concur. Our ancestors ate killed to eat yes so so here's the difference that i want to be clear so if you want to throw back that caveman mentality and paleo and all that fun jazz think about it you're living in a cave you have nothing you don't have money money doesn't exist so how are you going to feed your family you're going to forage you're going to gather perhaps you're going to come across a small animal that you can kill so that's a survival-based need, and I'm not against that. I'm against the giant factories that are mass-producing animal things and pumping them full of medications, to, which in turn gets into our bodies and makes the whole world sick. So that's, that's I think, where one of the confusing things of people talking about veganism is, well, the animals at the grocery store are already dead, so me buying it is not hurting anything, but... Think of it as voting. So when you're voting, you're voting with your money. You go to the grocery store and you buy a certain product, the grocery store tallies that in their system that, oh, this product is selling, let's push this product more. These products are not selling, let's get them off the shelf. So if more people start voting with their dollars for produce and whole foods and stop voting for meat products, I feel that the meat products are going to be stocked less, which means that the big factory farmers are going to Let me interrupt produce you. less. Let me interrupt. It's a whole ecosystem. It is, it is an ecosystem. But as I've explained this before, it's not just about veganism and the consumption of animals. It is about it is about a massive economic breakdown of that if we don't I don't think we understand not saying eating animals is good but I don't think we understand the the repercussions of that would occur on the economy if everyone in the world be turned vegan and the dairy went out of business and the meat companies went out of business I don't think we, we need to look at it on a much larger scale. I agree. And that's actually something that we're going to discuss in another part of this actual podcast. Is part of one of the games I have for him is a true or false game. And it actually specifies uh, sustainability and the estimations that are being done on food and water supply for our growing population and the growing population of farm animals. So that is a good point. But I think that if companies can't continue, if companies stop selling, if McDonald's stopped selling meat products, McDonald's would fail. Another competitor would would show up, raise the prices, and from there we would all of a sudden be living in a New York City style environment where 
a cup of coffee is fourteen dollars. It's so if people stop buying cheeseburgers, coffee's gonna go up. No, it was an example. <laughs> it was an example. What's a poor example? When you have protesters and activists protesting about how veganism and you know they're just looking at one looking at one avenue of this and they're not looking at the large they're not looking at the large picture at all they're looking at one thing the cruelty to that animal i get it it's not it's cruelty but you're not looking at the big picture here that is and the incorrect. big picture comes down to the economy and money that's what it comes down to that is what it we comes don't down kill to. animals because we want to be cruel to them that's not why a farmer farms that's not why a butcher kills an animal it's not for cruelty it's because it's profitability right it's which leads to the dumping into the economy which leads dumping into your cities which leads dumping into your grocery stores which allows the grocery stores to sell you know to profit and and so forth and I, I agree. There are some... Stop being narrow-minded. I'm, well, okay? I was just going to actually say that to you because... Okay. She's wearing a leather jacket right now for those of you who I can't see. I am not. See. I will gladly take a picture and post it on my Twitter. Leather. Which, by the way, follow me at the kind truth on Twitter. Um, but no, I actually don't have any leather clothing because that went out of style forever ago anyways, even if I wasn't Don't vegan. forget your Instagram, too. That's for Danny and Tess' YouTube channel. But this is not a promotability Oh, that's speech. right. Oh, this is not. this is an in-depth conversation on this podcast. Well, don't forget to follow my oh uh, my god my Instagram. I hate Bieber too. We will get the to number that. two. See, you see I, how I deal with guys H -A -T -E on a daily basis. Bieber, B I E B E R, and the number two. Oh my goodness. Okay, back to your statement. I just want to cover this quickly, and then we can move on because we do have a lot of topics to discuss about this whole genre. Um, but. When you're saying they and the vegans and this and that, not, again, not being narrow-minded. Not everybody's the same. There are people that are, you know, doing things, looking at it as a business, looking at it as an industry. You've got these companies like Beyond Meat and Gardein and Which all these. By, on a side note, Beyond Meat is good. I'll give her, I'll say that the burgers and the uh, different food items I've been introduced to, especially Beyond Meat and the burgers, you grill those. They are actually very fantastic. Thank you. So, But they're coming in. So that's creating a whole new sector of business that does feed into the economy. They give back. They're providing sustainability as far as how they grow the food and produce the food. So I see your point in thinking that if we immediately shut down every farm across the whole world, that's going to collapse everything. It and does. that's not But look at the price difference happen. between Well, that's only because beyond of the small You get half. Of your portions. And this goes back to the argument, twofold, you get what you pay for a little bit. And also, if more and more people start voting with their dollar for these products, that drives the price down because then grocery stores will stop stocking the other stuff. It's an endless argument. It is. And we What's go around about question? in our household with What's this. What's the next question? But I just wanted to put that out there for you guys so that you can look into it for yourselves and don't on either side don't be narrow-minded and just keep the conversation open um okay so i just got a tattoo by the way and it was with vegan ink <laughs> that's a true story that is a true story how has veganism impacted your life 
directly on a daily basis. I mean, you do feel better. My cholesterol numbers did drop. Uh, I did lose weight. Um, and you overall do feel better. I mean, you do notice a considerable difference uh, when you stop eating red meat for a lengthy uh, period of time and then you randomly have a hamburger on the grill, which I've done, and you all of a sudden, you immediately feel like shit. And we're allowed to cuss. I am, shit, I think I've used, okay. but that don't use like the F-bomb or anything like that. You don't want like a that. bad rating? No, uh, no. I want to um, stay somewhat family friendly. So you do notice a considerable difference. It's like when I stopped drinking soda. And then you, if you try to drink a soda, it's like you just feel like dog shit. It's horrible. So I've tried throwing in burgers every now and then. <clears throat> every now and then I'll buy meatballs for uh, Tess and I, and we'll have spaghetti and meatballs. Well, Danielle won't. But right. We I was will. just going to say, I protest. But that. the hamburgers, I've tried buying them, and every single time now I feel like crap. So really the only time I ever eat meat now is if we are traveling uh, on the road or something. Well, at least I do. She, we just find her a... Sal- salad in a, a I usually pack lettuce because I don't even trust the salads at McDonald's anymore. Well, no, <laughs> you can't even trust. Five hundred people just got sick. <laughs> so usually when we do travel, I pack a bunch of food and I'll make my peanut butter sandwich and tortilla chips while they stop and get something. And you know, it it works. You make it work. Um, and and just don't he, be a, don't be Judgy McJudgerson. Right. Okay. I don't. I don't have judgy eyes. And judgy he eyes. has made a lot of accommodations, which I am thankful for, yep. because I no longer buy animal products. I do the grocery shopping now. Um, we When we switched schedules and I took over working nights and being home days for homeschooling tests, that included, you know, household activities such as grocery shopping. So I took over and I slowly weaned everything down to now I don't buy even butter, sour cream, any of that. The condiments are all Which I don't buy. I never really drank milk. Really, no. really never liked milk. Almond milk is fine. I only drink it really with cereal. I don't drink it alone because it is disgusting. And he so. uses coconut milk creamer. Yes, because that's another thing. When I was using regular creamer with dairy, I was feeling like crap. So that's another example uh, of switching to a vegan item and you do feel better um, but um, I do still sometimes use creamer on my coffee like at Starbucks and that like doesn't half work. And half. yeah so like I said I'm Sporadic. I'd say I'm what 70% vegan I'd say 80 more just 80. because I finally got you weaned off of actual sour cream and now you get my tofu sour cream I know but I love sour cream eh. sour cream is so good well you mentioned your health and feeling better so your cholesterol was always high which was hereditary you just had crazy high your triglycerides were over 300 I think at yeah. one point um, so when you switched to eating more plant-based foods your cholesterol numbers like insanely went down triglycerides yeah, they everything went, yeah they dropped the fat triglycerides for those who don't know is the fat in your blood so that did drop considerably yeah um yeah i was pretty surprised honestly do you feel like you're performing better like if you run on or do you uh, anything like i really that don't or? notice a difference there um i do walk i walk a lot <clears throat> um i walk like we were just talking about this morning, I walk like seven miles a day. 
uh, you know, every day. I average 15, 16, 17,000 steps a day, which is well, well above, the, I believe, the national <laughs> average. Yeah. People struggle to get to 10,000, so yes. So even if I do eat crap food, I, I'm usually negative on calories and, how I, and the way I burn things. So I really don't notice a difference in my overall exercise or performance. You know, that, that I didn't really notice. I didn't really see a change in. I more saw a change in my the overall the way you feel. I dropped weight um, and my blood work uh, improved. Those were, those were the biggest uh, you know, notices. Yeah, and your hair is growing lusciously as well. I have very long hair now. <laughs> His hair is growing beautifully, which is another benefit. Your just body performs better internally. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about, which is a question I have for you, is what advice do you have for people who are looking to either transition into veganism or like in our situation, a non-vegan and a vegan cohabitating? What would, advice would you give them? What are we doing? Cohabitating. Because <laughs> um, not everybody lives together and they're married. You can't, so. you can't. You can't do it alone. You can't stop cold turkey from eating normal food and one day just go, I'm going to be vegan. No, you gotta, you gotta work your way into it. Like I said, you know, I would, I would switch out, switch in and out, having you know regular meat with the Beyond Burgers. And slowly I would just wean stuff out, like the sour cream and the creamer for the coffee. It was one it was little little things at a time, just just dropping little things here and there that you don't really notice and you train your body to like the other things, because like the coffee creamer, you uh, go on the you go off of the dairy coffee creamer and then no no exaggeration and then you try to go back and then it tastes all you taste is chemicals. And it's disgusting. <clears throat> and so it's really weird how your body adapts. Yeah, and that's... It's like that even now, I think, like on the rare occasions when he purchases meat and he's cooking it. I, I said it to him one time. I think we were doing like chicken and dumplings for Tessa or something. And I was outside and I came inside. And it made me... It was like this instant nausea because I told him it smelled like boiling flesh. Like somebody just... Stuck I mean, their hand. That's a little exaggerated. No, to me, that's what it smelled like, and I mean, it doesn't smell good or look good. So your body just starts to like be disgusted. You know, like I see Arby's commercials, and I'm just like, Heh. and I used to love I mean, Arby's that's fast food. Well, yeah, that too. Throw on a YouTube channel of Gordon Ramsay cook, cooking a hamburger. It's like he's making love to the thing, and no, exa- <laughs> no joke, because I've done it. It's the not made love to a hamburger, <laughs> but I've done. I'm glad you clarified um, that. I've watched him cook, and it's it, to him it's an art. But the meat, the respect he has for the meat and the animal that died, and just the way he cooks it and treats it, it's like all of a sudden that's it's like the most beautiful piece of slab meat you've ever seen in your life, yeah. and you just want to you know lay down with it. <laughs> I mean, he just he like caresses it, and it's it's incredible, it really is. Yeah. Now it makes me want to go get a hamburger right now. No. No, no, no. Damn it. Which Gordon Ramsay loved to him. He he was always a favorite of ours watching his shows. Side note, not promoted by him. I do uh, want to also <laughs> throw out there for v- people that go vegan and uh, they're like, um, you know, the biggest thing with like, uh, you see overweight vegans. 
Well, yeah, because Oreos are vegan. Yes, they are. You can't just eat an entire sleeve of Oreos <laughs> and then convince yourself, oh, they're vegan. And all of a sudden, I'm healthy because I'm vegan. No, I know you can. There's fat vegans. Sorry. I know. We're not fat shaming here today at all. No. That's, that's wrong. I went that path, though, guys. I was, like, totally... Convinced herself <laughs> that it was okay to eat a half a box I did not, of Oreo okay. cookies. I never ate a half a box, ever. No, but you were eating a lot because you had convinced yourself that they were vegan. They are vegan. And automatically, because it says the word vegan, that it's healthy. Well, they no. don't even say vegan. Most candy is They're vegan. hidden. Yeah. That, see, guys? Hidden gems here. You think when you slowly or abruptly transition to veganism you think you're not going to have any good food to eat well you are wrong because there are so many amazing vegan foods and make your own dishes buy them fan flipping tastic um so you kind of mentioned this earlier and it was one of the questions i have for you here that i came up with but in your mind what would you consider taking it too far for a vegan like what's something that if that I would do or say that would be your beliefs down other people's throats, which you've tried to do with me. And, you know, for a while it was, uh, you know, if I ate something non vegan, it was just, you know, giving me dirty looks. And I mean, I'm a human being. That's my choice. You know, I've, I've converted a lot and conformed to your lifestyle, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know if necessarily know if I'll ever become 100% vegan because I love me some damn steak. So, you know, speak, are we still having steak tonight? No. Why do you say <laughs> stuff like this? It's not like they can see. We are not having, there's not even any meat in the house. So I don't know. He's trying to be funny, but it's not working. Um, and, and I did in the beginning. I think a lot of it was my excitement because I like learning new things. And so for me, learning all these facts, I would annoy him with pulling up you know google and pinterest and things i was finding on this animals this and the memes and the there's just so much out there of information if you're a nerd like me have fun with it because you can go on all these different websites and everything and just like galore facts out the wazoo um so taking into account your mentioning of not being narrow-minded how would you define speciesism <laughs> the look I am getting right now. What is that? What does that so, mean? Well, to you, what do you think it means? What do you no think idea. species is? You I don't have know no what it idea. What does that mean? It, so, I think it's a word you just made up. I did not. It's a, you I'm going to Google it right Google, now. Google it right now. You have your phone. Google species. I don't even know what that means. So to me, it's similar to um, like racism. It's what? similar to it's discrimination. Wait, 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 from veganism to racism? No, because it's discrimination of another species. Believing that because they're different, they are less than, is my take on it. Um, the assumption of human superiority leading to the exploitation of animals. Yes. It's a noun. <laughs> He's literally Googling as we are talking. I don't know why I went British with that, but... So, to you, what do you think that means? Like, what's an example of speciesism to you? Let me read that again. <laughs> the assumption... Of human superiority leading to the... So wait, you, it's saying that we think that we're better than animals? Yes. So we're killing them? Well, just in general. Because we're, we're better exploiting than animals? Them. I mean, Not, Exploitation are, doesn't necessarily mean killing. It's called evolution. Do okay. things. And we have evolved into 
not the best of culture or society, but you know, we used to be animals, well, which we, are we still, still animals. are animals, but it's called evolution. So if you don't evolve, so of course you're, you are, I don't, I mean, I don't want to say better than an animal, but evolution would have you think that you've evolved past, past animals. So do you think, for example, that our family unit has more love and compassion for each other than, say, a pot of orcas or a troop of elephants would feel for each other? Say it's the same. That's the point of it. That's what I feel, too. So there's a lot of people that think that because they are they don't talk like us or move like us that they can't feel like we do. So that's kind of the big argument right now is that animals don't feel it. They're, you know, they can't cry. Well, of course they, they can't feel whatever. it. Whatever. I so. mean, if I... If I sucker punch our dog right now, I mean, she's going to feel it. Well, not just that, just the emotional. Like, if, you know, you're, you had a mother elephant and you took her baby from her, do you think it's possible for that mother elephant to weep over her child? I mean, I'm pretty sure she'd eat me first. <laughs> well, they're herbivores, so they Whatever. Don't eat me. <laughs> she, she would trample you to death, probably, or swat you with her trunk. But that's just kind of one thing is just making sure that we're becoming more aware and cognizant of the fact that they can feel and love just like we do. So I was just curious what your take on was, both being a guy and a semi-omnivore, how you felt about it. So you do, you do feel that they have feelings, which is nice to hear. Well, of course animals have feelings, you know. I'll remember that next time I step on an ant. See? That, there's actually a culture, I forget the name of the culture i think it's in india do you know what this is um, called this is called a tangent i'm not going I'm, next no question. i just this is an interesting fact they actually take it so far as to they will watch everywhere they step because they don't want to step on an ant or any other insect because they don't want to harm anything so it's really that's quite interesting absurd. really quite interesting that's absurd i think it's interesting so here's a numbers question for you because me and my Googling tangent preparing for this podcast. Yeah, I got a D in math. <laughs> I work in finance, by the way, guys. <laughs> How many animals do you think the average omnivore consumes annually? And just for those who might not know, an omnivore is somebody who eats both plants and animals. Um, so how many animals do you think they you would consume? Depends on the animal. It depends on what you're just eating. in general. If you're eating hamburger or if you're eating steak or... Right, but on average, how many animals do you think are consumed by 20, one person? 20. The number is 95. 95 animals a year. Per person. Per person. So then in a lifetime, how many do you think that would be for the average Well, the person? average lifespan is 72 for humans, I think. I don't know. I feel like that's gone up. So thousands, obviously. Yeah, so the estimate is 7,000 yeah. per person. Um, and I went... On one website, animalclock.org, actually has a running count, which was kind of disturbing. But this, as of 2015, because this number has been increased, they just can't recalculate it fast enough because it's increasing so fast. But back in 2015, they broke it down to the average person in one lifetime will consume 11 cows, 27 pigs, 2,400 chickens, 80 turkeys, 30 sheep, and 4,500 fish. So that's kind of just a breakdown by the animals. And 
every year approximately 56 billion, with a B, 56 billion farm animals are killed. This does not include any sea life, so any fish or bycatch, which is what happens when fishermen throw those nets and they catch dolphins and whales and porpoises and whatever. It doesn't include those, and it doesn't include any wild animals hunted by hunters or poachers. So 56 billion farmed animals every year. So that's a big number. So we're going to have a little game now, just to kind of bring it to a little more less intense topic, debate, whatever you want to call it. A little true or false. You up for some true or false? Okay. Okay. So, true or false, vegan diets make you weaker than omnivorous diets. False. Exactly. Um, for example, many athletes such as Germany's Strongest Man, UFC fighters Mac Danzig, Nate Diaz, Chicago Bears former, the former defensive lineman David Carter, who's a 300-pound dude, they're all vegan. And it's also in the news recently that 15 of the Tennessee Titans football players have gone vegan, mm -hmm. and they're all saying how they are performing better and they feel better and they're outperforming other... I don't know if they're necessarily performing better. I think they probably feel better, but to say they're performing better, veganism doesn't make you a super human. No, it but doesn't. But I would absolutely believe that they feel better because I felt better. Well, I think... For them, by feeling better, they're able to perform better. It's kind of like a one-in-one, hand-in-hand thing. So they're like, their speed, even if it's by 0.1 second, to them that's better. Because as an athlete, you want to do everything better than you did the last time. So I just thought that was interesting because that's kind of something people think is, oh, you know, if you're a weightlifter or a boxer or if you play football, you got to eat meat, you got to be this and protein. And that's not always the case, guys. You just... Keep that in your brain. Um, true or false, since 1960, the world's population has doubled. However, the meat production of the world has quadrupled. Well, true. Yes, true. So along with people's increased weight lines, which is a big issue that I'm not getting into on this subject, um, the meat production has had to quadruple just to keep up with the demand of what people are wanting. And since 1961, there are 4.5 times as many tons of pig and 13 times as much chicken being produced. Those are the top two producers, pigs and chicken, of people who are wanting to consume those meat products. So we're like, you know, cranking them out left and right. True or false, one in nine out of our seven billion world population are chronically undernourished. True, I imagine. True. Little side note I found on this topic. So they did a study, and it was found, and I say they because I go on different websites to validate all these facts. Um, 3.5 billion people, with a B, billion people, could live viably off of the land that is currently being used to feed livestock. Since these livestock consume more protein, water, and calories than they produce via meat, eggs, and milk, they're sucking up more land. So if we took all the land that is currently feeding our livestock, we could feed 3.5 billion people instead. So just when we're talking about economics and that kind of topic, think about that, as I said in my prior podcast, um, 
you know, go straight to the source. You don't need to get it through the middleman or middle animal, for lack of a better term. True or false? Western meat-eating habits and population expansion across the world will result in only 70% of water that the world needs to survive by 2030. True. False. Reread it. Western meat-eating habits and population expansion across the world will result in having only 70% of water the world needs to survive by 2030. So it's only off a little bit. We're actually only going to have 60% of our water. If we keep going at the rate that we're going, it takes three times the amount of water to feed an omnivore, such as my husband, as it does to feed myself. Farming is currently using 70% of our entire planet's fresh water, which is mostly used to grow the crops to feed the livestock and then is directly consumed by livestock secondary. So if we keep going at the rate that we're going, by 2030, only 60% of water will be available, which means 40% of people, I'm guessing, are not going to have water. Um, so that's something that we should all be looking into is conserving water, finding ways to create fresh water and conserve fresh water, even in our everyday life. Shorter showers, turn the water off when you're brushing your teeth, that kind of stuff. Um, true or false, which we've already talked about this, but veganism leads to protein deficiency. False. False. <laughs> I mean, even before I was a, even before I even knew about veganism, I knew that. It, but isn't that the thing a lot of people like to throw out is like, yeah. hey, where do you get your protein? Yeah. Like it's, I mean, we've had get togethers with people and you know, they'll be like, oh, aren't you protein? Like, no, do not ask me about my protein. Don't ask me where I get my protein from over that conversation. And I mean, just eat a range of food and you'll get all the vitamins and nutrients you need. As I said in my previous podcast, as he said in his Blood work actually came back better. My protein went up when I switched. All my B vitamin levels went up when I switched. Because it's about variety. Um, no matter what your diet is, you should have variety. I mean, he eats tons of fruits and vegetables. Our daughter eats tons of fruits and vegetables. We always have it readily available. We're constantly going back to the store for bananas and apples and different types of fruits and veggies. Um, true or false? Leafy green veggies, such as kale, have higher calcium absorbability than dairy milk. True. That is true. So, fortified plant milks and calcium-set tofu also offer high sources of calcium, but that's a question I get a lot with our daughter who's six years old. People are concerned that she doesn't drink dairy milk, so she's not going to get enough calcium to grow strong bones. We all saw those commercials when we were kids. I mean, you probably saw them too, right? With yeah. Want to be like Mike? Yeah. Want to be like Mike? Drink milk, have strong bones. That's not true, guys. You can actually get better calcium from non-dairy sources. Well, even in Tessa's school, they're still teaching the food pyramid yep. that hasn't changed in eighty years. Yep. Which is pretty pathetic. It is. It's. We need to really question what we're teaching our kids and how we're letting them grow up with these really prehistoric belief systems of what you should eat and shouldn't eat because it's just it's not the way of the world anymore so we all should be a little open to that um and uh, tying in with our daughter as well true or false vegan diets are not suitable for children false 
Exactly. So just like with any adult, you want to get all of your wide spectrum foods. Look for if you, you know, get blood work done. You need to see if you have a certain area that's deficient that you need to supplement with something else as far as eat more green leafies or get some calcium enriched orange juice or, you know, use your own food, make your own foods. That'll be better for you than buying stuff that comes in a box anyways. Um, so that's all the questions that I had. Are there any questions or last comments that you want to make before you exit Just this Just make episode? smart decisions. Don't, don't, um, don't drastically change things overnight, you know, because it's not going to work. You're going to fail. Sorry, that's the, that's the truth of it. You'll, <laughs> if you try to go vegan overnight, you're going to fail. You'll be eating a cheeseburger within the day. You know, just try different things, um, adjust. Some of the vegan things she makes, some of the vegan meals she makes, I don't like. Um, some of them are really good, you know, so it's just experimenting. You know, some of the food products, alternatives to milk or to coffee creamer and to meat. Um, you know, you just got to find which one, you know, which one, you know, tastes good or, or whatnot. So don't. Don't try to make all those changes in in one in one day or even one week. Been experimenting for a year now. Yeah, still. So <laughs> I still experiment. I still I still eat meat. Um, you know, not as often. I rarely. You know, I still I make. I'd say less than a week, once a week. Even. I make better decisions now. But yeah, it's amazing how your body adjusts. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> no. Big. Well, I did buy some Beyond Meat burgers. Cheeseburger. So we're, hey, I didn't say the ASS word was allowable in here. Instagram, I hate Bieber too. Uh, any, so, yes. Where can we find you, oh, lovely husband of mine? Instagram, I hate Bieber too. A, any other handles? And I am, no, and I am the uh, filmer, editor, uh, of, instigator, and the. Uh, <laughs> I manage the YouTube account for Danny and Tess. Uh, I do all the filming. I do all the editing, uh, which is very tedious. Still learning uh, that whole world it's a fun for process. for YouTube. Um, it's good family bonding too. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and like I said, guys, I have a um, Twitter now at the Kind Truth for this channel. So if you have any questions, anything you want to discuss, any comments, please feel free to share with me there. Um, Danny and Tess is the YouTube channel I have with my daughter that my husband edits and films for us. I also have um, Danny underscore and underscore Tess on Instagram as our account there where I share behind the scenes pictures, sometimes stuff, you know. I, the kind truth for me is just putting it all out there but being positive about it. So anytime you have any questions or anything you want me to talk about, I am more than happy to hear from people. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us have our discussions today. And hopefully you took something away from it that you didn't know before. Maybe you're more curious about for next time. So I will see you on the next episode where I'm going to share with you my life daily battles with OCD and other mental, I don't want to say disorders, but... Oh, they're mental there. disorders. Yeah. They're mental disorders. <laughs> it's not something to make fun of, but again... To if I wave of. my hands at her after touching the trash, I don't have to physically touch her. But if I wave my hands at her... She feels that the air is now contaminated and she must 
wash your hands. Oh, you should have me on that episode too. I might. I might bring you in on that episode. So we'll see if we, you know, leave me some comments if you want him to come back or not. We'll see how the viewers feel about you and your brutal honesty. How do you want but, your hamburger cooked? They, anyways, that's all I got. Thank you guys so much. I love you all. Remember, be kind. That's a platonic always. love, right? Yes, it's a platonic. You're gonna love. say you love? You don't even I know do who they are. You're talking. Uh, I'm talking. They're talking my friends. Microphone. They're my beautiful friends. Uh, remember, guys, be kind always to yourself, to others, Unless to the world. Unless someone hurts you, kill them. I'm just don't, kidding. Yeah, don't. Please X out that comment. And by the way, I put these up unedited, so you guys are getting the full whammy every time I post these. I don't edit any of my podcasts. I just give it to you. So I love you guys platonic. platonically. I'll see you next time. Be kind always. Adios.